Hello and welcome to this episode of Coaching Chaos. I believe this is episode number 27. Thank you so much for joining me. I am reading from Ether 6 and taking my thoughts from the wonderful conference talk by Elder Packer. Um, The Key to Spiritual Protection, October 2013. And again, my heart is pounding and I feel such a necessity to share these things today with with you, my children, or with you, my dear friend, hoping that I can illuminate your way through the Holy Ghost. In Ether 6, it's the story of the Jaredites and how they stepped into those barges with faith and courage, commending themselves to God. And it says in verse 4, after they had prepared every needful thing and gathered whatever animals and and fowl that they felt that they were going to need once they had arrived to their destination. And it came to pass that when they had done all of these things, they got aboard of their vessel or barges and set forth onto the sea, commending themselves unto the Lord their God. Neil Maxwell said in one of his conference addresses that the greatest thing that we can give to our Father in Heaven is to submit to Him our will. And that's exactly what the Jaredites did. They submitted themselves to God fully and completely, leaving their their home, their country, and everything behind them. And they got into these barges. And I would have looked at my husband and said, you are crazy. But they trusted. And regardless of the fierce winds that were tossing them about and tossing over the temptuous waves of the sea, they were on the ocean, where they were within the ocean for 344 days with the the stones in their possession that light that lit the the barge and faith and courage and regardless of the fierce winds and being tossed by the terrible tempests of the sea they were buried in mountainous waves much like we in our own lives are buried there is always a way and Heavenly Father provides that as long as we are true and faithful to Him first. His light within our darkness as we make our own way to our promised land. But we must first commend ourselves to, to Him. And it came to pass that the Lord God caused that there should be furious winds blow upon the face of the waters towards the promised land. And even though we are in the midst of our own trials, He is still guiding us to our own promised land to, to help us to endure through this moment, to help us endure through this life. And it came to pass in verse 6 that there were many times buried in the depths of the sea because of the mountainous waves which broke upon them. 
and also the great and terrible tempests which were caused by the fierceness of the wind. And many times we too are buried. And as they were buried deep, there was no water that could hurt them, their vessels being tight like unto a dish. And the Lord, yea, the brother of Jared, did sing praises unto him, and he did thank and praise the Lord all the day long. And when the night came, they did not cease to praise the Lord. And I love this in verse 10. And as they were driven forth, there was no no monster of the sea could break them. So I'm thinking of our own monsters in our world and in our life. Nothing can break us as long as we are keeping our commandments, keeping the commandments and keeping our covenants to our Father in heaven. He will guide us along and we will reach our eternal destination if we are also tight like unto a dish, that our own vessels, our own vessel is tight like unto a dish. He will guide us along and there will be no monster that can break us. And when they had set their feet upon the shores of the promised land, they immediately, they didn't do anything else. They immediately bowed themselves upon the face of the, of the earth and they humbled themselves before God and they did shed tears of joy before him because of the multitude of his tender mercies over them. What are the monsters that we're currently facing? What are our own personal trials? Are we all so tight like unto a dish that we can endure them? Are we prepared for our future monsters? And after we have endured them, we immediately kneel upon the earth and and we pray to our Father in heaven in gratitude and thanksgiving. And even when the night comes that we continue in prayer. And then as soon as they finished giving thanks, they got up and they went to work. In verse 13, it says, And it came to pass that they went forth upon the face of the land and began to till the earth. So in the keys to spiritual protection, as we get up from our trials and and move through our day, that we go and we till our own earth and we set about what we are needing to do preparing every every needful thing that we can prepare every needful thing so that we can get through this day and my preparation for every needful thing is to start my day with prayer and scripture and I've included this podcast and so I prepare my thoughts and my reflections and I share them with you and it is my greatest hope that you can be enlightened that you may find that your vessel too is tight like unto a dish and that you can face your monsters, whatever they may be. Because as President Elder Packer says, for men shall be lovers of their own selves and covetous and boasters and proud and blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, 
lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Oh, there are so many monsters. There are so many monsters in our world right now and maybe we are our own monster. He says, nevertheless, when I think of the future, I am overwhelmed with feelings of positive optimism. Yesterday, Sharina Adams, a sister in my ward, gave a gave a wonderful closing prayer at the end of our Zoom sacrament meeting. And she blessed this year and said, what a miraculous year that we have experienced. She didn't say horrendous. She didn't say tumultuous. She didn't say horrible. She didn't say awful year. She said miraculous. And that has stuck with me that she has viewed this, this, this terrible, awful, tumultuous, horrible year in my mind. She viewed it as miraculous. And that stuck with me because I thought, wow, just as President Elder Packer says, I am overwhelmed with feelings of positive optimism. She's looked at this year as one step closer, possibly, to our Savior coming back to us. So, Elder Packer gives us simple, everyday solutions in facing our monsters. And he promises that as we face them, just as the Jaredites did, commending themselves to God, that we can overcome. He promises that as we hold true to the scripture keys, that they will provide spiritual protection. He says they contain the doctrine and laws and ordinances that will bring each child of God to a testimony of Jesus Christ as the Savior and Redeemer. And he says, with years of preparation, there has been an enormous effort to produce the scriptures in every language with footnotes and cross-references. He says the church has sought to make them available to all to who wish to learn. Yes, the church has worked diligently to make sure that everybody has the ability to have them. And now we can carry them in our pocket, just as Richard G. Scott said that they are packets of sunlight and we carry all of it, all of, all of the volumes of scripture and conference talks and, and signs even, even BYU speeches, we carry them in our pocket, in our little tiny device. We have absolutely no excuse to say that we don't have access to them. We have access to all of God's light. They teach us where to go and what to do. They offer hope and knowledge. Yes, the scriptures teach us where to go and what to do. And they offer hope and knowledge. We should have no reason to fear. So Elder Packer said of an experience once when he was a stake president, he was witnessing his very own stake experience among the the members struggles and tensions and difficulties and he asked his then area 70 
Elder S. Dilworth Young. Before he spoke to his congregation, he said, What should I say? Elder Young very simply said, Tell them to read the scriptures. And Elder Young said, It doesn't really matter what scriptures. Tell them to open up the Book of Mormon, for instance, and begin to read. Soon the feeling of peace and inspiration will come with the solution. And the solutions always will will present themselves. Elder Packer says, make scripture reading a part of your regular routine and the blessings will follow. There is in the scriptures a voice of warning, but there is also great nourishment. And so many are asking throughout our world right now, especially after our most recent election, how can we bring people back together? How can we bring our ward back together? How can we bring our communities and the church to not be so divided? What can we do? And again, there's that counsel. Read from the scriptures. Open them up and read. We will find our solution and we will find nourishment there. We will find answers on how to combat our monsters. We too can bring our communities to be tight like a dish. And most importantly, our own vessel to be tight like a dish. That as long as we commend ourselves to our Father in heaven, giving him our will, It is the greatest gift that we can give him and trusting in him and giving all that we can through keeping our covenants and keeping his commandments. We can be protected through the the waves of the sea on the moments that we are deeply buried. We can find solution and nourishment through reading our own scriptures. Even when our children stray, Elder Packer says, children taught and understanding of the scriptures early in life will come to know the path that they should walk and will be more inclined to remain on that path. Those who stray will have the ability to return and with help can find their way back. I was preparing this and I was thinking about my mother who I was not raised in a strong gospel foundation but somehow I found it and what she did provide to me was taking me to church and there I I met in my path wonderful families and people who guided my way and gave me the light that I needed in my darkness and yet just the other night as my mom is staying with us and I don't know how long she's going to be here but I was lying in bed just filled with anguish. I don't know if my three older, my adult children are going to kill me first or if my three teenage girls are going to kill me first. Nonetheless, my mom hobbles in and she's standing at my bedside, just like she did all my growing up when she could see that I was struggling and hurting. And she did what she always has done. And she was with her, the nails and her fingertips she was stroking my forehead and my cheek and brushing my hair out from my forehead and behind my ear. She did that several times as I laid there talking to her and, and upset and complaining and telling her, Mom, it's just too much. It's just too much. And she stood there and she listened and she said, 
I know what it feels like to have just too much. When your dad had affairs on me, when your dad was drinking, when I lost our baby in 1976, when your dad told me that he was leaving me and he was never coming back, when I went through so many hardships and trials with your siblings and that I still do, that I've lost my son and I've lost a granddaughter to the world and to just leaving me behind. And she stood there saying these things very peacefully and brushing the hair from off my forehead. And oftentimes she would lay down beside me and she would tickle my back and my shoulder and my arm and just let me cry. But this night she just stood there and gently stroked my forehead and told me of all the things in her life that are just too much. And I don't know how my mom has done it because scriptures have not been a part of her daily regimen, but somehow she has made it. And I'm sure it's the prayers of those around her who love her, certainly my prayers and the prayers of my sister Yvette. And, but I have always been hurtful and confused as to how my dad had done so many things but has fully repented and now has his own temple recommend. And I'm glad for that. I am so grateful for that. But then my mother is still left hurting after her years of anguish and it just being too much. But I know and I'm so grateful that I have what I have to turn to and that is my scriptures and my prayer and my conference talks. They are my anchor as I commend myself to my Father in Heaven and daily step into my barge and prepare my vessel to be tight like unto a dish. I can take these things that are just too much and continue forward, hoping and looking forward to my promised land. And you can too. Simply reading from the scriptures, we will find the nourishment and the solutions to our lives. And in DNC 123.17, it's my husband's and mine, what's our favorite scripture together is our married as a married couple to sit back and watch patiently and wait for the Lord's arm to be revealed. I know that we can find solutions and nourishment through reading of our scriptures and making our own vessels tight like unto a dish. And as we face our monsters throughout each day, and sometimes it just does feel too much, we can do it. We can do it, and only through Him can we do it. And as we trust Him and trust in His atonement, that one day everything will be healed, including the anguish and the sadness and the heartbreak of my mother. Everything will be okay and returned to us, our children, our babies, opportunities, opportunities missed from our own neglect, all of it, somehow, some way, through our Savior, it can be returned to us as we trust in Him and commend ourselves to Him. I am so grateful for the knowledge that I have, and I invite you to join me. 
Thank you so much for joining me in this episode of Coaching Chaos. And I pray that you may share this with someone else that they can be enlightened this day, that they can find ways to make their own vessel tight like unto a dish. We'll see you next time.